Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Hope you guys are doing well. It's been pretty rainy in Los Angeles this week, which is kind of nice because we don't have a lot of weather and seasons, but um, I'm hoping the sunshine's going to come out soon. I'm so excited about today's episode because um, Tomi Makajula is here and she's one of our listeners who's been up to some amazing things. And I just love, love, love these stories of you guys and what you've been doing, spreading so much goodness in the world. Uh, before we get started, I just wanted to ask you if you heard Monday's episode with Sarah Knight. She's awesome. I feel like it's so rare that we're having this conversation that she's been having all over the world, writing all these books which are centered on you living life on your terms and asking yourself what you really care about and what really makes you happy. And it's just amazing how often we just don't do that, right? It's it's amazing how much time we spend building other people's dreams. And I've said this before, but there's a quote I read. It was so startling. You know, it's such a shock to the system. It said, 97% of people give up on what they want and spend their lives building the dreams of the 3% of people who stuck to it and went for what they wanted. And it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, and we live in a time where you can create your business. You can open that shop on Main Street. You can start a blog. You can create a brand because you don't need this in-between person. You don't need this big record label. You don't need the, the the big brother store. You can go right to your customer. You can go right to your patrons. You can go right to human beings and connect with them online. And it's just amazing what we can do uh, with our own two hands. My friend Amber Ray, who's been on this podcast, posted something beautiful on Instagram. And I just wanted to share it with you to give you a little bit of strength as you're walking toward what you want and moving through the journey day by day. She said, instead of thinking I'm a mess, how about try I'm a human being? Because we all feel all of those things. And she said, instead of thinking I can't do this, how about try saying to yourself, I can do hard things. I've done many hard things. And let me just remind you, you know you've survived 100% of your hardest days, right? Like you've survived 100% of the worst days you've survived. Think about that for a second. She also said, instead of saying, I'm a failure, how about saying, I'm learning a tremendous amount? She said, instead of saying, why is this happening to me? You might be able to think instead, where is this leading me? What am I being directed to? What is this teaching me? Just some really good things to chew on because I think so often we sabotage ourselves. And you can have this, whatever it is you want. It's not asking for too much. It is possible. And today we're going to share another unbelievable story about what happened to one of you guys uh, since listening to this podcast. And uh, it's just absolutely beautiful. So before I dive in, I just want to remind you that we're looking for more of these stories. We're looking to interview more of you. So send us your story. Email us at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and tell us about the moments that you've had in your growth in your business as you've been developing whatever it is that you're working toward uh, since listening to this podcast, because we really want to talk to you and we want to keep sharing these stories. All right. So my guest today is Tomi Macanjula. She's a chef, a blogger, an author, a food enthusiast, and I know her resume is only going to just keep expanding. For a few years, she's been writing this vegan blog called The Vegan Nigerian, and she was experimenting with small pop-up restaurants, which she's going to talk a little bit about today. But she was working a day job, and it wasn't until she started listening to this podcast that something in her mindset really shifted, and she really started to just pour herself into this dream. And just a few months later, she published a cookbook. She served her first celebrity client, made dinner for a celebrity. And what's really happened is that she got in the flow of where she's meant to be. Her cookbook, which she only published a few months ago, you'll see what's happened with it. But it's it's worth listening to this episode because it's just amazing. I know that this is possible for each and every one of you. I know that you can be more in alignment with you. And I can't wait to see what you're going to share with the world. So without further ado, please welcome the amazing, inspiring Tommy Macanjula. Hi, Tommy. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for having me. I really can't believe this is happening. 
<laughs> it's so exciting. I love getting to meet listeners of the show and getting to hear all the cool things that have happened. And I know that you've been doing so much. You've been so busy and so successful. Um, so why don't you tell us when you started listening to Don't Keep Your Day Job and how that's helped you and what's happened in your life since you started to listen to the show? Sure. Uh, so I started listening to Don't Keep Your Day Job sort of in the middle of this year. Um, I would say maybe around June, July. I think a friend sent me the link and I thought, oh, well, well this sounds like something that would be really amazing for me because yeah. I was already sort of on the path of thinking about the next step for myself and what I wanted to do next with my life. And so I just started digging into the episodes and each one was just more amazing than the other. And I just learned so much from it. And it really did give me that boost that um, I didn't even knew that I needed, but it was it just came at the perfect time for me. So at the time I was uh, in my nine to five job, I was actually in the publishing industry. So I was working at a writer's trade union in London mm -hmm. and uh, sort of linked to my degree in English and French. But my whole story is so like long-winded in the sense that I studied English and French, but then worked as a professional chef for a couple of years. And then I pivoted to working in the publishing industry. But the whole time I had been sort of running my food business on the side. And it wasn't until this year or last year, rather 2018, that I thought, okay, it's time to really go for this and go full time. Um, and so really listening to the podcast was the thing I needed to kind of give me that extra push. It's so cool, but so much has happened to you. Um, <laughs> you published a cookbook, right? And you have these like cool YouTube videos and you have a pop-up restaurant. There's so much going on. So how did that happen? Also, I want to back up for a second. You were born in Nigeria, right? That's right. Yes. Uh, so I was born and raised in Nigeria. I lived in Lagos, Lagos City. And then uh, my family came over to the UK when I was around 14, 15. And so, oh, you wow. know, really awkward age to kind of move countries and make new friends and everything. And such different cultures, right? Exactly. Very different cultures. Yeah. So a bit yeah. of adjustment um, had to take place there. And then I went off to university and it was sort of in the middle of my university degree that my journey with my veganism and my business actually started to, to grow. Um, I was on my year abroad, actually, in France, because we had to take a mandatory year abroad. And so I was mm -hmm. in the south of France. And for the first time in a long time, I had so much thinking space. I didn't have essays and deadlines. And um, I decided to go vegan um, after a bit of research and just listening to my body intuitively and realizing that, you know, I wanted more energy and I wanted to feel healthier. And it was shortly after that that I started my food blog, The Vegan Nigerian. Mm. And I really didn't know where it was going to go. I just started it because I thought, you know what, I want to show my family and friends that it's possible to still enjoy all the amazing Nigerian food on this lifestyle. And so slowly but surely, I just started going at it, not really knowing where it was going or where it could lead. And the more I did it, the more I loved it. And the more I saw that um, there was really something in here that, you know, gave me so much joy and gave me so much just life, really. And I wanted to share that with other people. And so through the blog, I started sort of looking into different ways that I could reach people in person and a pop-up restaurant was one of the ways that I could do that and so after graduating from university I said to myself I'm going to go at this full time and give it my all but then all the doubts crept in and you know the oh is this going to work I'm not sure right. about this yeah and so I found myself sort of going down the work route going to work at a restaurant telling myself that I was gaining the extra experience and then sort of falling out of love with the chef lifestyle and with the long hours and the late nights and then sort of reverting back to literature and publishing but at the back of my mind there was still that niggling feeling of I should be doing this full-time you know my passion is sharing food with people and my passion is seeing the joy in people's faces when they try my vegan Nigerian food. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And so 
I decided to go for it, you know, just after changing my mindset. I think really that was what was needed. It was just a complete change in my mindset. And what was it about the podcast that helped you change your mindset? Was there a particular guest or something that was said? So I think for me, one of the first episodes that I listened to was your interview with Seth Godin. Yeah. And I remember listening to that and thinking, oh, my goodness, there were just so many gems in there uh, when he talked about sort of embracing the fear and um, kind of recognizing that the fear is there, but sort of doing a dance with it and not being afraid to kind of embrace that. Um, He talked a lot about knowing your audience specifically. And then I started to ask myself, you know, what was it that I really wanted to do? Like what value um, is there in what I in what I was already doing and how could I uh, sort of hone in on that and I, I think just listening to the episodes just filled me with all this enthusiasm and it That's was so amazing stories yeah, yeah and, and and seeing that it can be done and seeing that it doesn't have to be perfect you don't as you said you don't have to wait for the right time you just have to take that leap sometimes in life especially when it's something that you truly love yeah and I also love that you brought in the second piece about how it really touched you when he talked about knowing your audience and serving your audience and I think that's that is not something that everybody gets you know sometimes people get the idea of okay I'm going to begin before I'm ready I'm just going to go for it but this other piece this empathy piece this piece about making something that somebody else could could benefit from and thinking about them I think that that actually helps us get out of the fear because then we're not worried about ourselves we're worried about just doing something that's going to benefit someone else and focusing on that other person I think really takes the fear away Definitely. And I can even sort of give you an insight into that sort of from my perspective too. Yeah, please do. I remember every time I would do a pop-up, especially in the early days, I started in 2016, I would always feel a little bit anxious before each event. Like, oh goodness, are people going to like the food? You know, are they going to have a good time? What's it going to be like? You know, I would always go into it with that little bit of fear and anxiety. Um, But then as soon as people sat down and I just saw the way that they they just had a great time talking to each other and making new connections, uh, talking about the food and being able to share with them my cultural yeah. background. It all evaporated. And mm. I, you know, I just got a greater sense of why it was I was doing it. You know, it wasn't about me necessarily. It was, you know, about seeing people happy and that really kind of struck a chord with me. Beautiful. And, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So tell us about these pop-up restaurants and then I want to go into a little bit more about the cookbook. So you had done it a couple times before you listened to the podcast. You'd done it a few times because you started in 2016. Tell us what the pop-up restaurant is like to begin with and what that entails and what that looks like and then sort of how that evolved into what it is now. Sure. So a pop-up restaurant essentially uh, is when you just hire out a space uh, for a short amount of time, could be as little as an evening or maybe a couple of days, and you really own the space. You turn it into your own restaurant, you plan the menu yourself, you sort of arrange for your guests to arrive, uh, cook the food, serve the food. Um, it's, It's a whole long process. How it actually started for me, I was still working at the vegan restaurant when I did the first one Mm -hmm. and I hadn't spoken to anyone about my blog or what I was doing on the side, but the manager actually discovered it by accident. And so she came up to me and she said, I saw your blog. What, what are you doing with it? You know, like what plans do you have? And I remember sort of being a bit taken aback because I hadn't really thought too much about what I wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. just out of the blue, I said, oh, you know what? It would be quite nice to do like a supper club or a Mm pop-up. And then she said to me, well, why don't you just use the restaurant space one of these evenings, you know, uh, on an evening when we're closed, just give it a go. And, you know, she she had faith in me and she kind of gave me that sort of extra boost of confidence and encouragement. And I did it. Um, I got my friends along to help out. I sort of tapped into the network of people that I'd sort of already met through blogging, through Facebook, through sort of being on on social media. And I said, hey, guys, I'm actually bringing this to life. Would you like to come along and try it out? 
and yeah they came and I was shocked <laughs> I was really really shocked and so after that first one I still didn't think that it was something I could do full time I still thought oh well this is just something I can do for fun once in a while and so I tried to find other locations around London I tried uh, East London West London you know north south tried to go to different places and in that year I managed to do maybe about between five to seven Mm pop-ups and um so yeah it really was just sort of a build-up and a build-up and you know the more I did it the more I I could see that it was possible to do this full-time if I really wanted to Um, but again I you know still still had my doubts niggling at the back wow that's so neat I love that whole experience that you sort of take over the kitchen of a restaurant you make your own food how do you how do you let people know to come and how do they know that they're about to experience a totally different menu yeah so I actually used social media a lot Um, I created Facebook events Mm -hmm. and then I just began by inviting the people I knew asking them to invite people that they knew yeah I used Instagram I used Twitter as well, somewhere down the line. Um, And really, it really was just that word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And um, that was it, really. Got it. Didn't do anything too fancy. So you had done a bunch of those and you still weren't sure, even though you were having fun and it was working pretty nicely for those evenings. And then you start listening to the podcast and what light bulb goes off? What do you start thinking? Okay, I know what I'm going to do. So what I wanted all of a sudden was to wake up every single day and just be in love with what I was doing 100% in love with it yeah (laughs) it really was that it was just a sense of don't doubt yourself so much you know you've been able to do this while working nine to five and you love it so much it's going well and people are actually you know supporting you and confirming that this is something that you can do, yeah. right? So it, it just came to a point where I thought, okay, now it's time to really sit down and figure out what are the steps I need to take to sort of get to a point where I can just confidently step into this yeah. fully. And so sort of listening to podcasts like yours was part of my process. It was sort of opening my eyes to what was possible, just hearing the encouragement and once I just allowed my mind to shift and once I kind of realized that really um, what we're capable of is so it's almost limitless. Yes. We can we can we can do what we can wake up every day and do what we love and, and it's all going to be fine. And just having that faith and that trust in the process and knowing that if you're doing it from a place of love and enthusiasm and enjoyment then only good can come from it. I mean, we can't predict the future, but we can at least take that step sort of towards, towards making it happen. So what indeed did you do? So one of the big ones for me um, on a really practical level was just saving. And so I just changed my mindset around money Mm. and I began to sort of be more careful with my spending, be, you know, just make wiser choices, I guess, choices that, you know, in the past I really took for granted. And, I started to learn a lot more. You know, I listened to podcasts. I read books and articles. Um, I read a lot of, you know, like startup stories. Immersing myself in that was a big help for me. And just sitting down and carving out the time to really map out how I saw my future. So what then happened was I picked up on my cookbook project, which I'd had for over a year, but had been procrastinating with it. All of a sudden, I had this verve and this energy to really kind of get down to actually doing it. And I thought, okay, plantain cookbook, which is what it's called, by the way, plantain cookbook. This is an ingredient that I've used all my life. You know, it's very popular in Nigerian cuisine, but not many people really know about it. What mm. what new life can I breathe into this? Uh, and so I came up with 40 vegan recipes um, using plantain as the main ingredient. And I... Wow. Yeah. And so I, I would spend my evenings after work just kind of writing out the copy for it, 
And then I was worried. What worried me the most about it was the final um, quality of it, you know, with the photography, how was I going to do all that? Um, but I have a camera. I've been, you know, blogging for a while. And so uh, I did the photography myself as well. I sort of mapped out a schedule of the days that I needed to uh, to actually cook everything and photograph everything. And I remember for me, it was just this intense two weeks of after work and weekends, what am I going to cook? And it actually came to a point where I was cooking so much, I couldn't actually keep up with it and had to start giving out the food to my friends and my housemates. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just, I love the process so much. I Once I had that mental shift of this is what I want to do, I just ran with it. I, I was like, you know, it was a real passion project for me. And so I got the cookbook um, all put together. I looked at how I could get it available online as an ebook, as a physical copy. Um, and then I released it. And uh, since then, it's been doing so well. And I can already kind of see where I can take it. Um, so doing more pop-ups this year, for instance, I would love to maybe do plantain-themed pop-ups where I'm actually taking recipes from the cookbook and just maybe doing workshops based around the cookbook as well. And so it's just opened up this wave of new ideas um, of things that I can actually do this year, which is fantastic. It's so incredible. I love all of it. I love the fact that you made an entire cookbook called the Plantain Cookbook because I personally love plantains and oh yay! I personally am so yeah, I'm super super into anything that has a plantain on the on the plate. I usually order yeah. it at the restaurant. Um, I love that you had enough confidence to go ahead and just start to make this book and then finish this book. Mm -hmm. That is huge. And then you went ahead and published it yourself. And yes. by golly, it's doing really well. You didn't need to wait for some big publishing company to come around. And I bet you they will come around. I bet you. That, that, yeah, that's happened to so many people I know. When you say it's done well, give us a sense of how many copies of that book that you've sold. Sure. So I launched it, just to give you an idea, I launched it at the end of October, the very end. And since So we're then, talking three months ago. Three, yes, exactly. Yeah, three months. Yeah. Wow. And I'm approaching about 4,000 sales on it. Wow. Yeah. That's a, and what and do you sell it for? What do you sell it for? So I sell the ebook for £20 each. Um, and that's downloadable directly from my website. And that's actually wow. sold the most, um, uh, the ebook. And then I have it on Amazon now. So that has also helped the sale. And I had a bookshop, not a bookshop, actually a vegan shop in Belgium get in touch with me uh, towards the end of November, sort of saying that they would like to stock uh, some of the books as well. Ah! And so my mind was so blown. I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. This is amazing. On your own, you've already sold about 4,000 books for 20, yeah. for 20 pounds a piece. So, I mean, you're making almost $80,000 from this cookbook already. Yeah, already already it's so amazing <laughs> <laughs> i'm so proud of you i'm so happy for you and look what happens just by believing in what is possible and taking the next step and you said at least four times i didn't know what was going to happen i didn't know how it would happen i just wanted to do more and walk forward and you did that so that's all happening meanwhile now it's probably sprouting new ideas, right? You're saying to yourself, maybe I want to do more pop-ups and your social media presence is growing and maybe you're going to start other things. And it seems like you're doing podcasts, you're doing a YouTube series. Tell us about that. Yeah, so last this time last year, I made a sort of commitment to myself and I said, I'm going to be consistent with my YouTube channel because I'd had it sort of lying dormant for a while. I would post here and there, but the consistency was just lacking. And so I set myself the target of posting one video every week for a whole year. Um, wow. And I did it. I actually did. Um, and so I would share wow. recipes. I would share um, sort of vlog style videos as well. Um, I would take my camera along whenever I was going to like a food event or whenever I traveled anywhere. Um, I would sort of discover the vegan food scene there and I would so film cool. it and, you know, put it on my YouTube channel. 
And it, that really, really taught me a lot about what was possible too. And I think along with sort of the podcast and all the learning that I was doing, that helped shape my mind last year um, mm. because it teaches you resourcefulness because, you know, the week goes around really quickly and you're thinking to yourself, okay, I've got to put out a video now. What could it be on? And then you, you just start to think creatively yeah. and um, really pushes you to, to just create and do um, which is what I needed. Yeah, I love it so much. And and you've been on other people's podcasts or you started your own podcast? I haven't started my own podcast, actually. I, I would love to. Um, but I've been on two podcasts so far. Yeah, I, was I on saw that. A, yeah, Item 13, which is sort of uh, centered around African cuisine and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And earlier in the year, I was on Our Hen House, which is more towards mm -hmm. sort of animal rights activism. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I would love to be on more podcasts. I think it's really, really fun. And I, well, I you're on chatting. one right now. <laughs> I know. This, this to me is like a dream. I can't even explain to you. Well, this is my dream. So you're making my dream come true. I, oh. I did this show for these moments right now. I did this show for every person like you in the sense of I want to do something that brings me joy. And... Yeah. It's really, truly inspiring. And I'm so grateful to you because, you know, I can't do this by myself. I can record the show and I can put my heart and soul into everything I'm saying, but you guys are there and that keeps me coming back every week. But then mm. some of you have taken the ball and run with it and it makes everything I'm doing feel so purposeful. So thank yeah. you so much because you're inspiring everybody else listening right now because they see themselves in you and they say, you know what, if she can do this, maybe I could believe in myself as well. And it's just so beautiful to see everybody adding their color to this beautiful tapestry. I'm, oh, I, I just I love it so do. much. I want to get back to you. You've been doing so many things and we've talked about a few of the really exciting things. And there's been so many other things too. It, it seems as though you've landed some celebrity clients and gigs out of this. Tell us about that. <laughs> yes. So that was the other really exciting thing that happened yeah. towards the end of last year. So I was tagged in a video on Instagram under the account of Gina Yashere, who is a comedian. Uh, she's mm -hmm. sort of been on The Daily Show in the US. She's mm -hmm. had a few comedy specials on the BBC and on, I think, on Netflix now. And she's a Nigerian herself. And she sort of posted this really funny video uh, where she was eating at a Nigerian restaurant, a uh, plate full of meat saying, oh, I wish I could be vegan, but this food is just too delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, someone tagged me on there and then I commented and I said, oh, vegan Nigerian food is so delicious too. If you're ever in, around in London, because she lives in New York, if you're ever in London, I would love to cook you a dinner. And just kind of left it at that, wasn't expecting anything from it. Um, and then fast forward a few months, I saw that she was going to be in London, uh, opening for Whoopi Goldberg, actually, in Hammersmith. Oh, my God. And I know. And so I, I just sent her a DM and I said, hey, don't know if you remember me, but um, I see you're going to be in London for a show. Would you be interested in having a vegan Nigerian meal for you and your friends? And to my absolute shock she responded oh my god she said I know she said I would love to you know how can we arrange this and so a bit of back and forth back and forth and finally it happened cooked her a dinner um, at her friend's place she invited five or six of her other really close friends and you know again just that atmosphere of joy we oh laughed so much we had a great time and I, you know, I wasn't even expecting to sit down and have the meal with them. I just thought, oh, I'll cook it for you guys. I'll Aww. host it, but you guys will sit down. And she was like, no way. You have to come and join us at the table. Tell us your story. Tell us about, you know, your food and, and what you're doing. And, you know, it just ended That's up so being one beautiful. of those unforgettable moments. Yeah. You know, what's amazing about that story, not only did this all come together, which is just such a beautiful sort of like surreal, magical evening. But you mm. took the initiative and you had the gumption to say, hey, if you're ever around, I'd love to make you dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Now, that's that's the magic right there. I think so, too. 
I think there, there are just certain moments in life where you kind of think, why not? You know, like, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, she could ignore me. She could say no. Right. What if she actually said yes? Um, and so it was just one of those occasions where it, it actually panned out really well. It's amazing. It's so, so, <laughs> so amazing. And I know that those things are only going to continue to happen for you. How, how recently was that? When was that? That was in October. Okay. Wow. That was in October. Yeah. So cool. So not, not too long ago. You know, it's so cool. You're in this thing that I call like being in the flow. You feel it, right? I do. Yeah. I do. You're in it. You're in it. And, <laughs> and that's what's so cool is once you're in this current, life just starts to line everything up for you, doesn't it? It does. You know, yeah. I, I never used to believe that, but now, you know, more and more I see it happening. And, you know, I, I'm always just, you know, awestruck every time it does. Yeah, but it takes it takes really crossing over an ocean and then you sort of open that door. But that work, that internal work of it's really this miracle of believing that you're worthy of it and having the courage to potentially get your heart broken because what we do is we tell ourselves that we don't want things because we don't want to feel inadequate we don't want to get rejected so it's about knowing that we are worth it and walking forward knowing that even if maybe someone doesn't like it or i make something the first time comes out of the oven and i'm not happy with it i'm going to be okay with that that i'm not going mm. to be so critical of myself that I'm actually going to give myself the grace that I don't have to be perfect. And then Definitely. you open this door to your joy. And that means you open your, you open the door to feeling all feelings. Right. And that's so brave. It's so brave. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a wonderful feeling. And, you know, you always say this, but I wish everyone could feel that way too and believe in themselves in that way. Um, because you know, there's just so much that we're all capable of if we if we just begin with that internal work and yes. start to see it, really start to believe it, even even when your reality kind of tries to tell you otherwise. Yeah, it's pushing through that. Yeah, and, um, and yeah. it and it it takes yeah. courage to start with the truth, to start with the darkness almost, and say, "Dear life, I'm not okay with this nine to five, and I have to accept mm. that." Because once totally. I accept that, I might have to change it. And that's really scary. So a lot of people just want to keep saying, I'm fine. I don't even want to cook Nigerian food. I'm really fine. I like sitting at this desk. Yeah. I have a great chair. I'm fine. But to be able to acknowledge the, what's the darkness and bring it into the light and say, I'm not fine. And the reason I'm sitting at this desk is because I've been telling myself for so long that I'm not good enough or that it won't work out or that it's a silly idea. So by calling that into the light, yeah. now I can get behind that. And that takes tremendous courage. And then here's the cool thing. It's almost hidden in plain sight because it's actually so simple to get in the flow. Getting in the flow is taking off the shame, taking off the blinders, and then following your joy. That's it. Mm -hmm. And the joy leads you to the next clue. I set sail and chart a course in the direction of my joy. And I know oh, I love that. I know that at every step, I'm going to be given the clue about what's next. So I don't actually want to control it and tell you where I'm going to be in four years because that's not really being in the flow, is it? That's like me, you know, what is that? I don't know what that is. But I can, tell you, right, yeah. I can tell you how I want to feel, right? And I can walk mm. toward that feeling. And that's what you've been doing. Absolutely. The, the other side of having that realization that you're no longer happy where you are is to go down the route of complaining, right? So there are some people who are either in denial or who start to complain about their situation. And you kind of see that a lot of people saying, oh, it's Monday morning again, and I have to get oh, up. I know. And this is such a struggle. Right. And yeah, but then you have to think, is this a, a permanent state you want to be in? Do you want that negativity in your life? Or Terrible. do you just want to experience something different? Yep. Yeah. And I love Monday mornings. I actually just said that about an hour ago. <laughs> I was telling my husband, I'm like, oh, Fridays, I get a little bummed. 
<laughs> because I'm going into the weekend and you know, what lights up my soul is not watching a movie. You know, what lights up my soul is not turning on Netflix. It's having conversations like this. It's creation. It's meetings with people. It's making something. It's it's living and, and walking toward just, just, just making more things that might make the world feel better. And so Monday morning for me is the best moment of the week. And my friend said the other day, she said, this is, and I know you don't live in America, so this is a very ethnocentric thing to say, but I think you get the analogy. <laughs> she said, what you're doing, this is the new American dream. And I said, I agree with her because it's not about, I want to be Beyonce. It's not about, I need to be Bill Gates. It's, I just want to be happy, <laughs> you know, like I just want to do yeah. something I love. And I look at you and I say, she's so successful. She's oozing with success because success to me is not <laughs> how big is your bank account balance? It's, are you getting to swim in that joy, play in that joy and feeling mm. that it's just continuing to evolve into something that you don't even know where it's going. And you're in that space. You are in that right now. And it's a great place, I have to say. It really is a great place to be. And I just can't wait to see uh, just what comes What's next, on the horizon? Really. So what do you feel what, is coming? Yeah. Like what, what ideas are percolating right now? Is it doing like your own restaurant? Like what's feeling like it's coming in right now? You know what? I really feel like I'm going to reach more people with uh, sort of my, my message of healthy vegan Nigerian food. Mm -hmm. I see travel in my future, perhaps maybe an event somewhere abroad, because uh, I love travel. I love like experiencing new places. Um, I don't know. I've, I've really just at the point where I've left myself open to That's it. everything. That's it. That's it. Just whatever magic and surprise life has in store for me, uh. I'm excited for it's it it's the best well i have a feeling <laughs> that i will be sitting with you at some point in london trying your food i just have a feeling and i cannot wait oh that would be incredible yes it will be yes, please. <laughs> it will be but i'm so happy to be able to share this story um so i want to ask you two questions before we wrap up one very practically sure if somebody's listening and they say i want to publish a book or an ebook give us a couple pieces of practical advice to go ahead and begin that process Okay, so one of the things I would say is look into print-on-demand uh, companies online, easily searchable on Google. Okay. Just kind of get to grips with that first because that's really your platform for getting your work out there. Um, I use KDP, Amazon Select. I use blurb.co.uk uh, for anyone who's in the UK. Uh -huh. And then I would just say um, just on a practical level of making the ebook itself, don't worry too much about getting everything perfect. Um, just have your idea, set it all down on paper. And if you need to get someone to sort of cast an eye over it and to make sure that, you know, there are yes, no yes. errors and glaring mistakes. And that really is it. Just create your document, upload it onto one of these websites and uh, tap into your network, you know, share your work with people tell them what you're doing mm -hmm. get your family and friends on board mm -hmm. uh, get them to share it with people that they know and don't wait until you know all the pieces are in place yet if, if it's something you really want to do just try it and you know keep doing it until I guess you you kind of fall in love with the process yeah, itself. I love it and is there anything that you learned along the way in terms of how to price your book like how to know what to charge for it or you know how to write a great title or how to, I mean what you have is just it's like all works together so well the photography and everything and how you put it together mm -hmm. was there any research that you did to to sort of gather you know insight or did you sort of just go from your gut so um with the plantain cookbook specifically I noticed that you know whenever I cooked meals for people that had plantain in it it was always like wow either wow I really love plantain or wow I've never tried plantain before and this is fantastic yeah. and so over time I started to realize that this is an ingredient that is kind of under the radar mm -hmm. and so I knew that you know people out there loved plantain anyway and so calling it plantain cookbook was just well this is what it says on the tin yeah, kind yeah. of thing um, and so I just made it as simple as, as possible, planting cookbook. And then when it came to pricing, I sort of looked at what else was out there on the market. 
So that's always a good place to start. But I think sometimes we may have a tendency to undervalue our work and think, oh, if I set it at a certain price, people are not going to buy it, you know, because who am I? And, you know, I'm, I'm sort of, and this unknown person. But if you value the time and the effort and the love that you've put into the work, um, then setting it at a, at a, you know, affordable but decent price right. uh, is the way to go. So I would say to people, don't be afraid to charge what you think your work is really mm. worth. Don't undersell yourself. Beautiful. So as we're signing off, what advice do you have for the person who's listening right now who might be really feeling something in their belly as we're talking, something's exciting, something's stirring, but there's a lot of years of telling themselves that they can't or that they're not good enough or that there's not room for them. What would you say to them? Mm -hmm. I would say it's time to rethink the story. Mm. It's time to surround yourself with inspiration and with people that can sort of help you reshape the way you think about this. Um, I know for me, aside from the podcast, um, I had really great friends as well who were full of positivity throughout my journey. Uh, One of my really good friends, Sophia, she's sort of like my accountability um, person. We always share our ideas. So find whether it's just that one friend or that one family member who really believes in you, really kind of open up your mind to them, tell them what you're thinking, um, get that encouragement from them. Um, But aside from that sort of external support, work on yourself internally too, and just open your mind, broaden your mind, and just uh, be open to life is what I would say. Amazing. It's really so (laughs) beautiful. I'm so happy that we got to connect today. I'm so happy that we got to share your story and more of you with everybody. And I have absolutely no doubt that the rest of your life is going to continue to be so joyful and magical and so many sweet surprises are on the way. I have no doubt. Oh, thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you so much. Tell us where we can find you. So uh, you can find me on my website, www.vegannigerian.com. Mm-hmm. And I am across social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Vegan Nigerian. And so please join me there. I love sharing food. I love sharing good moments. And hopefully you get inspired. And and on top of everything, you have such a beautiful smile. You guys got to go check her out and just see how delightful she is. (laughs) You make me happy just looking at you. So thank you. I don't think you even realize the reverberations and ripple effects of your joy and how that's affecting other people. But it is. It really is. So thank you. Thank you, Kathy. It's a pleasure. I love talking to Tummy. I want every single one of you to go check out her blog. It's www.veganigerian.com and just go give her some love. Let her know you heard about her on the podcast. And Tummy, please keep us posted on all the amazing things you're doing because I know this is just the beginning for you. Okay, let's celebrate your wins. Anna posted in our Facebook group. She said, can I post two wins? This week was super exciting. She said, number one, my kids indie music band, which is called Seanster and the Monsters, launched our second album called Stripes with Platypus. We've been making it for three years, which is the whole time I've been in the band. And it feels so amazing to have it now out in the world. The venue was at capacity with 250 kids and their parents and lots of CDs were bought. I didn't feel any performance anxiety, just tons of excitement. That's amazing. Number two, she said, I got graphic design stuff done and have casually launched my felted bead jewelry Instagram. I've been in a state of constant creation this week and I'm also a music student. I'm also working on a sermon and it all feels so good. Now I think it's time to sleep though. Anna, this is incredible. Thank you for sharing all of this. I'm so proud of you. Congrats on launching the second album and for just diving into your new jewelry business and putting it out there. Do you guys see how possible it is to have multiple passions and explore multiple interests? And you're not going to know which one actually lights you up until you try it. Or if you're anything like me, you like doing more than one thing. You know, I'm still doing music and this podcast and I'm teaching a course and I'm running events and I'm now working on a series and it's just, it's just super fun to be working on different things. So go give Anna some love. Her band's website is seansterandthemonsters.com and Sean is spelled S-E-A-N and her Instagram for her jewelry is at fluff underscore jewelry, F-L-O-O-F underscore jewelry. Okay, here's another win. 
Heather wrote in our Facebook group. She said, I posted a yoga video on my Instagram for the first time ever. I've been debating for over a year whether to do it, and I finally did it, and it's blowing up. People are asking for more, and they're sharing it, and I just can't believe the response because I wasn't expecting it. This introvert doesn't do things like that, but if I want to grow, I have to try. Heather, you're such a rock star. Way to push past all that fear. You stopped overthinking it, and you just went for it. And the more you do it and exercise that muscle of confidence, the easier it's going to get and the better you become. So please keep going. You guys can go check out Heather's yoga video. Her Instagram is Heather, H-E-T-H-R-E underscore glass. Go give her some love. All right. Last one is from Margaret. She posted this in our Facebook group. She said, the universe is shouting at me and I'm finally listening. This week I signed a lease for an artist co-op studio, got into another art show and sold two paintings. I was also offered a spot to teach a workshop at a school, which I thought was going to be pro bono, but it's going to pay me $50 an hour. And I'm taking steps to quit my day job. Yes, Margaret, this is amazing. You are on fire. I love that you're recognizing the signs and welcoming in all these new opportunities because a lot of times it's scary to say yes. It's scary to take that teaching spot or sign that lease, but you said, let's go for it. So please keep us posted because I can't wait to hear when you finally do quit that day job and what's going to come of all of it. You guys can go see her super cool art on Instagram at margaret.petrie, M-A-R-G-R-E-T dot P-E-T-R-I-E. If you guys have something that's been going on that you're excited about sharing, please go ahead and you can post it in our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group or always feel free to DM me at Instagram at Kathy.Heller because we're going to be celebrating these wins every single Thursday and you'll get a shout out and I'll get to stay in touch with you, which is what I love. Also, I'm going to be doing some giveaways on my Instagram at Kathy.Heller for our Dreamtopia workshop. It is going to be two full days of healing and inspiration. There are incredible speakers coming. You can find out more about that if you go to the website. They're all incredibly excited to meet you. Uh, we will be there for two days to help you discover and uncover your courage and more clarity and more alignment with yourself. And you'll leave there guns blazing, just ready to take on this year and having a sense of what the next step is and how to get in that flow. You guys can get tickets at dreamtopiaworkshop.com. That's www.dreamtopiaworkshop.com. Two days in Los Angeles, March 14th and 15th at the beautiful Harmony Gold Preview House on Sunset Boulevard. It's a beautiful 350 seat theater with jam packed with good stuff. We're going to have a meditation. There's going to be some visualization and there's going to be like tons of master classes and workshops for you guys to really dig in. You don't want to miss it. If you want to try to win a ticket to that, go follow me on Instagram at Kathy.Heller. I cannot wait to see you guys there. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm well aware that there's a million things that you could be doing right now with your time. And it means the world to me that you're here. If you guys like this show, do me a favor and take a second right now and share it with somebody. Just take a second and share this episode or any episode with a friend or two friends. Um, if you're listening on your iPhone, on the bottom of the screen, you can click on these three dots. It'll show a little menu and it'll say share show as one of the options. And you could text it right there. You could email it right there. But I would say, please keep sharing the show because we are all such a special community of souls. I love getting to know you guys in the Facebook group. I'm floored that we have almost 8,000 people in there and there's just been nothing but kindness and support and like-minded creative talented people cheering one another on. And I want more people to know that this is here and to be part of this. Also, we have listening groups all over the country and all over the world. So if you guys want to meet up with people just like you who want to take the next step, who want to be doing more of what they love for a living, and you want to be brainstorming ideas that you hear from this podcast and learning how to sort of put two and two together and, and having a sounding board and people to keep you accountable and people to cheer you on to brainstorm your ideas with, then go to the show notes because there'll be a link to sign up for a listening group. We can help you find people in your area. We'd love to see you in one of those meetup groups. And if you join a meetup group, there's actually a buy one, get one free coupon for people who are in meetup groups. So it doesn't cost anything to join a meetup group. And if you do, you get a buy one, get one free ticket to the event. So you may as well join a meetup group, get some support for this year. And then you can also get half price and bring your friend to the Dreamtopia workshop. I'm going to leave you with another song of mine. Have an awesome weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Maybe I lost some battles, and my cage got rattled, but now I'm before. But I'll win this war. Hey, I came back fighting, and now I know that.
This is the moment. This is.